Hello everyone, you're listening to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today I am joined by Tanvi Agarwal. She is the CEO and head chef at Atticus. Now uh Tanvi welcome to the show. Uh welcome to Socially Desi. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure Tanvi to have you on the show today. So uh Tanvi uh why the name Atticus? Tell us a bit about uh the background story of Atticus. So you got right in with the questions. Uh Atticus has a couple of meanings so uh the first and most like prominent one would be atticus finch from to kill a mockingbird so mm-hmm. his character inspires this white like it inspires this film and uh, holding on to your point of view and then wow. uh, atticus is also a philosopher he's a greek mm. philosopher so yep. it just shows that creativity has no bounds you can be a thinker you can be a creator it's all about just tapping into your own potential wonderful that was wonderful. the name <laughs> yeah it sounds really interesting and this this is the reason why i wanted to ask you the the reason behind the name you know before we even start the episode so that's really interesting so uh, tanvi to our audience who may not be aware about you why don't you tell us a bit about your professional journey so far Yeah, for sure. So, so far, it's been a very interesting journey. Before mm-hmm. I start, I want to just give a heads up. I'm still pretty young. I'm 25, and uh, post graduating from Culinary Arts Academy in Switzerland, I went directly to a three Michelin star restaurant in San Francisco. So I've worked at three restaurants so far. Restaurant Gina in Switzerland, Le Cirque in New Delhi, and a three Michelin in San Francisco under the name of Atelier Crane. Uh, Atelier Crane was under the best uh, female chef 2016, Dominique Crane. So that was an experience in itself. And now I'm running my own business under the name of Atticus, as you <laughs> all know. Wonderful. I mean, uh, 25, huh? So quarter life crisis. How are you handling that? That's an interesting question, <laughs> but yeah, I think I had a mini meltdown on my birthday, going like, "Oh my god!" Now I'm just like, okay, so I'm doing this. I'm also in sales and marketing, and I'm also doing other gigs. So I'm pretty excited with where life is taking me. Interesting. And if I have to go back a bit, you know, you spoke about your journey, uh, your education, and then working uh, in three restaurants uh, across the globe, right? Uh, before that, if I have to just you know go back a bit, what was the inspiration uh, behind foring into uh, uh, you know a bespoke dining experience with Atticus? So I guess there are two main reasons. One was while I was studying in Switzerland, while I was at Culinary Arts Academy, the kind of food culture and, in general, the experiences we were exposed to was a lot different to what I was used to. So, in India, as you know, the food culture is very restrictive, 
and I was just exposed to this world where anything and everything was applicable. And that was again followed in the US. So my right. entire concept started with trying to bring that idea to India. And mm -hmm. before I started my own restaurant, I wanted to look, just understand the market because I've not lived in Delhi for more than, now it would be six years. So mm, for okay. me, it was a full market study as well. Right. And what led you to this, you know, and starting it in Delhi? Like, why not Bombay or any other part of the country? Why Delhi? Parents. That's the only answer <laughs> I can give you. My family is based here, so... But tell me something, this this brings me to a very interesting question, which is like, you know, as an Indian kid, right? Uh, was was this something like, you know, being a chef, was this something part of the plan or this happened, you fell in love after, you know, or there was some incident that happened that made you uh, fall in love with this art? So, like everyone finds this really funny. I actually... Hmm was like at the verge of declaring nuclear physics as my major. Oh, and I shifted okay. last minute to culinary. <laughs> so it was uh, fashion versus another passion. And culinary won this war, like in like wow. junior to senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. so. Interesting, interesting. So nuclear physics and culinary arts. Wow. I mean, two separate <laughs> dimensions. Right, yeah, but, but really interesting. I mean, but but what was that? What was that? Uh, that last nail in the coffin, so to say, right? Which which made you do that transition? I think it was the fact that, however narcissistic it may sound, it was the <laughs> fact that I get like this intense pleasure when I'm cooking, okay. and it's that it's at one time I can be who I am to the fullest and. Like, you just feel, how do I explain it? It's like when an artist finally finds their muse. I agree. I so completely for agree. For me, my muse was the food and like farming and just seeing things come together. Interesting. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, uh, sometimes it's just that it, it, the kick that you get out of doing something that you're really passionate about. Uh, that kick is something uh, which uh, helps you to take that uh, leap of faith. And uh, in in your case, it was the it was the uh, the uh, the pleasure of cooking. You know the the uh, the love for cooking, the enjoyment that you get uh, after you cook or you know while you're cooking. So I mean, I can I can totally relate to that. That happens to me as well. You know, when I'm behind the mic, I'm doing my podcasts, I'm recording something, I'm doing making content. I think that is something that really gives me a kick out of uh, you know whatever I'm doing, and that's why it's my career as well. So <laughs> completely agree with that. Uh, Moving on, uh, Tanvi, uh, let's talk a bit about Atticus and uh, the kind of, you know, because you are into bespoke fine dining, right? Uh, yes. So how, how is that? Uh, let's say, I mean, on, on a, on a uh, basic level, everybody knows what a catering business is and what a restaurant is. But uh, if you have to like really speak about the way you took a decision of uh, a, a traditional restaurant versus a fine dining catering brand. So what was that uh, decision and how did you take that decision? Uh, so the model answer which I usually give is the I wanted to like explore my explore the region 
the hmm. truthful answer is that I was doing a market study because I do want to like open my own restaurants and go into that entire field because that's what I've been trained for over the years. So my entire right. education was on culinary arts and culinary entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So I want to make use of that as well. Interesting. Interesting. And of course, the family was here in Delhi, so it started off in Delhi. Any <laughs> any plans to expand beyond Delhi? Uh, as of now, no, seeing how the pandemic's going. But uh, hopefully once things settle down, I think Bombay and Calcutta are in the plans right now. Interesting. Yeah, Kolkata, I think, you know, the kind of uh, dishes you have in Kolkata... Oh, I mean, I, I really love the food there. So it'll be interesting to see you guys doing something uh, in Kolkata as well. So best of luck for that. And you spoke about the pandemic. So uh, let's talk a bit about the challenges. Because I think uh, a lot of the, uh, I mean, not a lot, I think almost the entire F&B space was hit hard uh, during the uh, last couple, you know, uh, couple of years, so to say. Uh, what were the major challenges that you faced as a business uh, during the initial phase last year? And then again, you know, this year we had the second wave which came in. Uh, what were the challenges that you faced? Last year, I guess, was actually much better for us because uh, those few months which we were shot, we were shot. But then once we started, yeah. once we reopened, it was uh, crazy, like, I needed to hire more people because we were just going, we were ransacked by orders. This right. year, okay. however, it's taken and slightly, people are a lot more scared. So, like, uh, we did face a lot more issues in actually, like, having to work more on our branding or work more on, like, selling and upselling as much as we could. And again, like, this is something which uh, we were taught how to handle. So that was something which was really good that I already had an idea on how to structure it through my university. But uh, did the university, like, uh, I'm just like curious to know uh, the kind of strategies that you learned and maybe, you know, you can share a couple of them with uh, our audience today as well. Uh, what sort of strategies should they adopt in their current business in order to manage it uh, during these testing times? I think first and foremost, just be adaptable. You cannot be very rigid with your views, which majority of us are. But each and every day which passes by, we are changing our model. You can't be stuck to one. And uh, secondly, be smart about it. Don't go with your gut feeling conduct a market uh, survey just to understand what the market is moving towards. Like right now, things, at least in Delhi, things are opening up and people are wanting to meet each other again. So again, we are seeing a positive growth, but we are also expecting a third wave. And that scare is still looming. So start prepping beforehand. Having contingency plans. Yeah, so what sort of contingency plan or preparations should uh, young entrepreneurs do? Like if you can share a few examples, I think that will help our audience today. So one thing I always tell everyone like who I meet is uh, have a plan A, plan B, plan C, but 
most importantly, work on your branding. So even if you are going through a dull period, that branding, like once you have a brand value, that's what helps you get through because people trust you as a brand. So they will order from you or they will support you. Right, right. I completely agree with that. And uh, what sort of uh, things have you done uh, in the last few months in order to make sure that your uh, brand is always visible and it it, it has its own value uh, online as well as offline? I think like with Atticus, we've gone through a complete revamp and we're still going through that process. So Mm -hmm. we've uh, started like we're restructuring our entire marketing and branding approach. Okay. And now it's more COVID related. So we are focusing more on like during peak COVID, we were doing COVID meals. And we are one of those few people who are doing like gourmet COVID meals. So you could gift it to your family member who was uh, down. So that's something we started. And then we also started with uh, these health salad boxes and this a lot more ideas which were around the idea of the pandemic, but still staying true to what we do. So that's one thing where we were focusing on. And now we are focusing on, again, bringing in that whole fine dining culture. So if you go to our Instagram or our Facebook, it's all about fine dining and chef's table and just experiencing a gourmet meal. Yeah, interesting. I think one of the key takeaways here uh, for our audience is to ensure that you are evolving your business model as the time comes and uh, keep experimenting and look out for, you know, like Tanubi said, uh, do these market research, do your surveys and understand your customer better and as per the uh, the situation and what the situation demands of you and your business, uh, try to bring in these different, uh, you know, offerings uh, into your uh, arsenal so that you can cater to your uh, audience even though you know you're not there physically with them so you know like she said you can bring in those gourmet meals which are specifically for covid patients or it can be for people who are at home they don't want to go out so how can you uh, enhance their experience while they are not in touch with you uh, through virtual engagements, through your Instagram, through your Facebook. I think really good strategies, Tanvi. Thank you so much for these. And I'm sure our audience would have gained a lot of good insights out of this segment. Uh, Moving on, I'm sure you must have uh, experienced a lot of failures also in the last uh, one year or so. And I'm sure these experiences, these failures must have taught you uh, a few things, made you a better version of yourself. Uh, Can you share a few of them with our audience today so that they can also learn from your experiences? I think uh, failure-wise, the first one I would state would be the first time I got a negative review. I did not know how to handle it. And I still (laughs) today. I was just like, was it a failure or not? But I did not react the best towards it. Mm -hmm. So it's about how to overcome negative feedback in a positive manner. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that's something I learned over time. That's more of a personal failure to improvement. And uh, if you see it business-wise, 
one of the first few failures I actually faced was the fact that, uh, like I mentioned, I hadn't lived in Delhi for over six years. So when I Great. did come back, I had no idea about the palette of people. So I thought everyone had the same palette as me. Everyone mm-hmm. likes less salt or less spice, which is not true. So <laughs> yeah. that was a huge, and it took me really long to mm-hmm. actually understand that and adapt okay. to it. So initially I did face a lot of uh, criticism over the fact that uh, I did not understand the Indian palate. So again, a learning that comes from that is know your market before you jump uh, head in. Because now it took me a year to overcome that image of being considered <laughs> like okay. food is very well presented but bland. Interesting, interesting. So, do you do you also do some sort of like a fusion dishes with your uh, menu, or uh, how do you go about uh, catering to uh, the different palates of your customers? So, we are completely bespoke usually whenever we are doing a higher end event, and mm-hmm. uh, for that purpose, uh, what we started doing is uh, actually sitting down with clients and understanding their taste, what they like. We'll ask for references of restaurants or of dishes they like and where they ate it. Uh, another thing is uh, you have to, have to, have to. However much I hate doing this, you have to venture into that whole modern Indian field. So <laughs> yeah, that's, true. that's something. Yeah, that that's how Delhi is. So you have to be yeah. in a fusion field where people are still comfortable. So it's baby steps. You push them a little to understand what you want to introduce, but also give them what they want. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you have to adapt uh, as per your customers. And when you say bespoke, then of course, you know, at the end of the day, it is something that the customer really wants to uh, customize for themselves, right? And uh, of course, they would uh, look forward to uh, your expertise, your uh, you know taste, and your style of cooking, your style of flavors. But at the end of the day, yeah, somewhere or the other, you know, as as Indians, we want things uh, that we have always enjoyed, and we want something or the other to be involved uh, during those you know tastings or maybe having that curated menu so really enjoyed it and i was in fact looking at uh, the menu on your website also i was looking at the chef's table uh, menu i was going through oh. it really loved yeah yeah i really loved few of the dishes which i really wanted to try so you know maybe someday i'll get in touch and i'll get to try some of your uh, favorite cuisines what is your favorite cuisine by the way my hands down is latin american like okay. you give me Peruvian or Chilean or Brazilian food and I'm the happiest person <laughs> there is. And wow. I know it's a very different answer. And then mm-hmm. after that, I really like Central American, so Mexican food in specific. Okay. So, okay. And yeah. which, which, uh, which dish would you uh, recommend to me if I have to try, uh, you know, of the ones that you really love? Okay, so I would actually say uh, uh, mole nero uh, or uh, the mother mole from Mexico. Okay. It's a okay. it's from the Oaxaca region, and it's just it's so complex. It is so complex. It 
just blows your mind away. So that's one thing which I would suggest. Okay. Mole Madre. Okay. I'll definitely Mole have a Miro. Miro. Okay. Miro. Yeah. So it's like a black mole. Okay. In English. So oh, you nice. also call it the mother mole. Oh, nice, 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 nice. I'll definitely have a look at it. And uh, I hope I get to try uh, in, in your restaurant soon. <laughs> whenever, whenever you're like nearby, stop by. We love making it in our kitchen. So... For sure, for sure. And uh, Tanuvi, uh, just as a takeaway from the episode, what are the final thoughts that you have uh, and tips that you can share with uh, aspiring entrepreneurs uh, who are, you know, uh, planning to get on board the the entrepreneurship and uh, start their own uh, F&B space? I'm talking from my experience and mm-hmm. this is something which is which can be interpreted both ways, so please don't take me for it, but this is from my experience. Uh, first thing I would say is uh, if you're planning on starting your own thing, don't go in blind. Please get an education and please know what you're doing. I did that. I went to a culinary university. I went to culinary arts academy. I took in that extra effort and it's actually helped me a lot now looking back from something as simple as food journalism, food photography, to like being able to talk about food. That's what they taught me. And then apart from that, I would say it's important to always focus on your business plan and modeling. And then you have to know the difference between innovation and creation. I love saying that line, but uh, one can be innovative, but to actually create what you innovate is hard. So True. Be, you have to be, you have to persevere, be pragmatic. And that's all I can say about the entire process. No, that I completely agree with that. I mean, uh, going in blindsided is just asking for trouble. And uh, sometimes what happens is people get into a business without doing the due diligence beforehand. And uh, even though they get a good run in the start, but they don't really sustain for a longer period of time. And that is where a lot of startups, especially in India, you know, more than 40% startups, they fail because of, uh, you know, not preparing for the right kind of business plan, the right kind of business model, the right kind of uh, industry. So uh, yeah, I completely resonate with what you're saying. And I'm sure our audience today would have gained a lot good key takeaways from this episode. Guys, go check out uh, Atticus Foods on Instagram uh, as well as uh, atticus.co.in. We will put the links in the show notes below. So go check them out. And if you want to book them, please book them up. Uh, We'll put down uh, all the links that you can get uh, for articles down in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Tanuvi, for being with us on the show today. Uh, I really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward for that dish. Yes, whenever you're in town. And I'm looking forward to actually meeting you like once this pandemic settles. For sure, for sure. I'm in Delhi itself. So, oh, I'll, perfect. I'll so we come. have to book a mole <laughs> theme, a Mexican yes. meal. Yes, we do. We do. Thank you so much, Tanuvi. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. 
So that wraps it up for today folks. If you like the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends and let's go viral. Remember our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. We would love to have Tanvi on our show again in the future to talk about the delicious world of gourmet meals. So if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between.